0: Hello and welcome to this episode of Skill Up Like a Superhero, the podcast that answers your questions about careers and certifications in tech. I'm your host, Dwayne Natwick, also known as Captain Hyperscaler. I'm a Microsoft MVP certified trainer for Microsoft, ISC2, Asaka, and CompTIA with close to 40 years of industry experience, uh, which I've served in many different roles, including, including trainer and and career consultants. Uh, today we will be talking about uh, certifications in Power Platform and let's meet today's guest. Today we are joined by Julian Sharp. Hello, Julian, how are you doing today?
1: I'm fine, thanks, Dwayne. Why
0: don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself and and, uh, and how you got into IT. Okay,
1: I'm Julian Sharp, I'm based in the United Kingdom and I'm a Microsoft Certified Trainer, Regional Lead, and also MVP, focusing on business applications, which includes the Power Platform. And I've been a trainer for just about 18 years now. Uh, How did I get into IT? Uh, I think I've always been interested in IT. I I was very much in the early introduction of home computers and I started playing around when I was a teenager. And then I got my first job before before university, I, I took a job in a software firm, making 3D CAD software using Fortran. it was really fun i got to play with lots of equipment and uh, very early days of computer-aided design and visuals Um, but i soon found uh, that i didn't want to be a software developer making software for other people Uh, i wanted to go and more involved working with people building solutions so my it career started after university building software or business solutions that's really where i've been all the way through my career uh, building a call center systems, systems finance systems. Uh, it's all got very heavily into call centers and threw that into CRM systems. Uh, the customers, uh, and also a lot of customer service and customer complaint handling systems, uh, working from businesses to the UK post office, to a retail store. Uh, and then when Microsoft announced they were doing a CRM product, I thought, oh, that's the one for us because I was working with Siebel, which is now owned by Oracle, and it was a bit big and not very friendly. And Microsoft said, they're doing this. I thought, oh, that's really interesting. So we got into that probably about 20 years ago now. And from that became Microsoft Dynamics. And from that, I was working implementing dynamic solutions. And then we got asked by Microsoft, so, can you come and train people? Because you know the product. And everyone's complaining that the traders are just reading out the book. So that's how i got into doing training and we i mean we we're already certified we had quite a few certifications as a microsoft partner you need to have all the certs and we said yeah let's yeah. go let's do it so it, both, it 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 was great for our presence and uh with microsoft and it generated some work for us um so i, I did that and essentially over the last 50 years i've done more and more, and more training <laughs> and it's also evolved. i'm pretty much a full-time trader right? I'm uh, rewriting courseware. I'm updating some of the courses for Microsoft at the moment. I update some of the labs, uh, as well as delivering training courses. Uh, around. That's really where I am now. So yeah,
0: that's, a, that's a very, very That's a very interesting, very interesting path to uh, <laughs> to where you're at now. Uh, Yeah. And and yeah, you will will have to get you get you back to talk about dynamics uh, because I'm sure that's another that's that's another one that, you know, from a business platform standpoint, it's really it's a really interesting product and and really interesting things. But we're you know, we're here today to talk primarily about Power Platform, which which as we were talking about before we went uh, went into recording was, you know, Power Platform is this is this product that kind of fits into various other areas you know it fits with dynamics it fits with microsoft 365 it fits with fits it a little bit into azure uh, in certain ways as well um and as you said you provide you know training and support and courseware and everything for multiple microsoft technologies including power platform why don't you provide a quick like summary of how power platform uh you know how Power Platform you know works, at, you know, kind of at a high level, and how it supports those technologies that uh, you know that we mentioned.
1: Yeah, so Power Platform is uh, it's a cloud-based solution for building business solutions, and by that I mean solutions to help people solve their business operations. And while you can go and buy off-the-shelf products like Dynamics or Salesforce or other things, there's all none of those products does meets all of your needs there's always something else you need to do that the product doesn't do or there's something special you do in your organization. This is really where the PowerPoint for me fits in. It allows me to quickly build little apps. Well, let me take a step back. If we didn't have the system, people do it anyway. How many of you out there build things in Excel? <laughs> I still do. Um, yeah. Or they, people use whatever tools they have. Uh, so Power Platform's there to take that a bit further, because one of the problems having all these little isolated standalone solutions is, as I as an organisation can make use of that data? How can I leverage all that information that we have to make better business decisions? And if I say one thing in Power Platform, it's, it's to bring all those little, little apps, those little things into one place, allows us to leverage that data and analyse it, but also bring it under governance. And control and making sure that everybody's able to know where that data is. Rather big, because oh, well, I, I mean, Salesforce is a really good example. People said, "I went, I need a assistant to manage my sales," and IT went, "No, or well, it's going to take six months." So they just got the credit card out, they bought a SaaS system, as they put it on the monthly credit card, and automatically your data is outside the purview of your IT department. You don't know where it is. It's probably in a data center, somebody not control over, who's got access. And Power Platform really about From from an IT perspective, it's about really getting control of all the data all the systems, putting it under some sort of analysis of who's got access to what, who's doing what. But from a business side, it also allows me as a non-technical person to build something. I can build my own little apps. And it's very interesting being part of the Power Platform community is how many people in that community come from what I call a non-traditional IT background. They come from business areas, they come from marketing. Or I was actually with a couple of people this week who are from uh, pharmaceutical industry there. They're compliance managers. They're not IT people, but they're building apps. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're building automation. So power platform, we have a number of different aspects. We've got got the power apps of building your web and mobile apps that can deploy very easily on your mobile device. We have Power Automate, which automates, and automation is a big, uh, huge potential for savings and efficiencies. We've got Power BI to do analytics and tell us stories about our data. Uh, we've got uh, Power Page for building websites, building content management websites so to to collaborate with your customers. And until recently, we have Power Virtual for building chatbots, but that's now Microsoft Copilot Studio. If you don't build bots anymore, we build Copilots. So it's not officially <laughs> part of the power platform anymore. As of last well, a couple of months ago, which was a shock to all of us. <laughs> uh, and then we've got a, we've got ability to use AI without uh, it. It wraps around a lot, of the, a lot of the Azure services, so we've got a way of using a cognitive, Azure cognitive services without having to set up an Azure subscription, without having to write code to interact with the APIs. And as well as that, giving us a data platform to build complex solutions. We, we have integration with Azure. And if I say, I'll just come back, because you mentioned Azure. Our platform really just is, is set on top of a lot of those Azure services. People don't realize this. Uh, and that's actually one of the benefits why it's scalable, it's very secure. And they've also been put, also worked very tight with Microsoft 365, so we get all the governance from that. Uh, and I think, I, I think one of the big messages I see from Microsoft, it's a low-code platform. Is that yeah, we get all that governance analysis and control. Like, for instance, you probably know conditional access. We can use conditional mm-hmm. access because we use Microsoft Entra ID. Is that the right name for it now? Yep, yep. We're sat on top of that. <laughs> we use that to share access and control access. We it leverages things like security groups, controlling who can access which apps, which flows. Uh, we sit within regions within Azure, so we're we're part of that entire cloud story mm-hmm. A- and. Yeah, so that that's really where it's at but uh so although yes we can take our solution take more and more people that just use the power platform on its own to build their own business solutions uh, and create come up with things that in the past would have been too complex or too costly mm-hmm. to do because you needed a project you need a project manager you need a, a business analyst whereas now i can say okay i just build it myself mm-hmm. with a bit of guidance and a bit of help and that's really where we're at with the power platform now uh, and you mentioned azure uh I was at ignite a few years ago when we had ignite in person in florida and i went to see because i was quite into building bots at the time using azure and i went to see a talk by one of the uh, azure bot team and i thought i recognized that ui so i went up to him afterwards is, is that power up he goes oh yeah i was he was using it to create a nice ui on top of his mm-hmm. services and that's one of the things we, you can. you We can access and leverage and create nice UIs. And I I work a lot with IoT. i built solutions at SIP using Power Platform as the user interface, the end user perspective, as a front end to all those Azure IoT services to to simplify it, make it easy to access, access on the move and and let people know what's going on. So it's a very powerful platform. The more things you think of, the more things it can do. It's like a toolbox for solving Mm -hmm. business problems.
0: Uh, That's a, yeah, that's a great, that's a great summary on it. Yeah. That, you know, being that toolbox and like you Mm -hmm. said, how am I going to integrate this app into my business processes and Mm -hmm. things of that nature um, to have this, have this tool, like you said, that not only makes it easier for those that might not be, you know, be the, you know, really good code people like myself uh, to, uh, to really kind of almost drag, in some ways drag and drop in some cases uh, to build, you know, to build that interface, build that that yeah. integration. Uh, and then also, I, I really like the fact that you, know, you brought up the the ability to govern then and secure your data rather than having it in a bunch of yeah. macro enabled spreadsheets and things like that in yeah. Excel yeah. And, and things yeah. of that when, nature.
1: When you talk to companies about our, our platform, you get the people in the business who want to build stuff. But you also get all the IT people. All they want to talk about is governance. I was at Ignite the Tour in London. And I was meant to be on the Power Platform stand for a couple of hours. I was on the stand all day, five deep, talking about governance. It was the big concern. Who's got access to this? And I think that's part, again, part of the great Microsoft story. We've got tools. We've got Power BI reports and dashboards that show what how it's being used. Uh, tools to help people, actually nurture people start building as so the some of the best organizations the power platform they try and get the people to build stuff and encourage them to build because the, the people they're this, they're the experts they know what the business needs they can now identify opportunities that i as an IT person couldn't I don't see the problems day in day out uh, and just on talk on mm-hmm. development um power platform we we can extend it with code actually I sort of sit on that boundary between power platform and Azure And I do a lot of say building Azure functions and then I can wrap them in custom connectors to make use of them inside power apps. So, um, and I've always used Azure a lot. I was very early adopter of Azure for building integrations, Uh, but it's there in the Power Platform. One of the courses I teach is the Power Platform developer. I'm probably one of the few people who teach it. Very percent of that course is using Azure. Mm -hmm. I can leverage Azure to do more.
0: Great. Yeah, that's that's really that's really important. And like I said, yeah, for, for those of you that are developers out there, we're not yeah. we're not we're not we're not moving you out of a job because there is there is a level, Whoa. like you said, with using Azure functions or even mm-hmm. even integrating with other clouds as well, using yeah. you know, using their APIs that you still need developers for, but it does give some of the business owners a little bit more freedom to yeah. to kind of Conceptualize yeah. what they're trying to do with their with their data, like yeah. you said. Yeah. Now, for somebody about, that, it, oh, sorry, go ahead, Joanne. Yeah, I was, I was
1: going to concern. We talk about Power Platform being a no cliffs environment. They can go so far with low code tools, mm-hmm. but suddenly you get to be, I can't do. It. I need to do something and with this. I can just write a little component in Azure, say, then call that from the Power Platform. I don't have to throw everything away I've done and start from scratch. Yep. Which you may see with some of the other low code tools. Uh, so we've seen a huge demand for power platform developers. Uh,
0: so and- so to take that to take that a step for, further in terms of demand, uh, for someone that's looking to expand and uh, and get and you know expand into a tech career, uh, what are some of the some of the paths that you suggest taking with Power Platform, and are there particular paths that are beneficial for you know specific roles or specific you know areas that somebody wants to specify uh, specialize in? I, I,
1: yeah, I think there are multiple. I think Power Platform is very accessible. You don't need to be IT trained. I say I talked to you before about the Power Platform community. We've got a really good community in the Power Platform. We get a lot of people to our meetings and, and summits. And what's interesting about most of the people, they don't come from a traditional IT background. They come from different parts of the business and they've suddenly got involved in a project and found that they're good at it and, and got involved with doing more and more. So we see people who come from say marketing, they want to build a little app or automation and they build that and find out they can do it. They get interested in doing it. They start attending community meetings and then they discover everything else that's possible. So if you're working in a business role you find yourself I need to do something I need to collect some data I need to analyze it'll do automations in my day-to-day job you've got the power platform tools to be able to do that and you can start on maybe maybe attend the fundamentals training or an online fundamentals course uh, this gives you an idea what what it what it's capable of or maybe there's other which essentially have a number of different roles uh, within the power platform too to there's what's what they call the app maker which is a door called the citizen developer the person who wants to build apps for themselves or automate themselves for themselves and maybe their colleagues you've got a bit further just building something for yourself you don't know how to do it better i was actually teaching that this week finished last night and we had a really good mixed crowd of people on that course uh, and some people wanted to know more they've done a bit or just wanted to expand their knowledge do it better mm-hmm. Then we have the. Uh, so I'd actually say that's probably the best place for your non-traditional person to start. Then we have the functional consultant role, the PL200. That's really uh, I just tried to describe it. it's the person who builds solutions for others. Mm-hmm. Their job is building stuff for other people, so it covers a lot of the same ground as the uh, the PL100, but a, a more depth, more formal. So you need to do, need to know a little bit deeper. That's a longer course. And probably, I would say the basis for a lot of things. So yes, if you're a more traditional IT person, you've been involved in designing solutions or involved as a business analyst, then I'll go for the functional consultant role as your starting point. Uh, uh, I'll just be open and honest that I've written a book called the PL 200 Functional Consultant Exam Prep book. It's, it, originally wasn't an exam prep book. It expanded more into a Bible, how to build solutions. about 630 pages.
0: <laughs> That's a it's
1: big. thing the <laughs> prep book, and it goes into how you should do things and like a lot of stuff. There, it needs a bit of update because it was released just was twenty twenty end of twenty twenty. So, as usual, Microsoft just renamed everything.
0: The 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 uh, news yeah, are all the news have changed yeah. <laughs> things yeah, like and things like that. Are, even... The
1: screenshots are all out of date. But then, if <laughs> I'd done it three months ago, then, that would be the same. It is. It is a, a moving. Then then the other side is coming from your data analyst role. Somebody's doing analytics, using graphs and visualizations. And I know a lot of people who do this, and these are different tools. Well, Power BI is the tool for that. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a certification called the Data Analyst, which is your starting point for that. There's actually other examples coming. There's a new one, DP610, I think, coming this month, which is about Microsoft Fabric and the bigger picture around analytics. Uh, so we've got that one Uh, we've got the developer the pl 400 my favorite course that is really aimed at the person who's writing code creating we talk about creating components for which can then be consumed by my app makers and my functional consultants allowing to extend the platform as we mentioned integrated with apis and wrapping those apis so that they can just be used by non-technical people in flows or apps one thing I've, I've picked up, uh, because though building apps and flows, you can make a difference. The real big opportunity within most organisations is automation. Automating, there's a lot of repetitive work. There's a lot of rekeying of data. There's a lot of taking data, manipulating and doing things with it. This and this is where Power Automate, cloud and desktop flows, we can actually build quite sophisticated uh, automations and integrations. We have a separate exam for that now the pr 500s the Power Automate Developer. It, although it's a developer with not really much code, but it's about understanding APIs and how to use them mm-hmm. and then automate around them and also then handle, because if you, you've probably done automations, actually you write the code is easy, it's handling all the exceptions. It's handling when things don't work right. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: when, oh, maybe this it's not responding or it's giving me a different result. How do I handle that? How do I uh, cope with that? How do I work with all these different tools? Because there's so many different tools out there. So that there's that uh, automation. I quite like it. It's a concept. The, the course exam, Firstly, I think needs a little bit more work. But I've seen a lot of people who've come in from competing products like UiPath and Automate Anywhere, who coming in as their job title is automation expert or automation mm-hmm. consultant. Uh, there's a, and also, there's quite a good automation community written by, managed by an MVP in Denmark it's mvp and mct as well friends that like Anders. There's a really go he's got his own discord group there's about a thousand odd people on it and we gain coming from different technologies but that's a huge huge growth area so if you're involved involved in organizations you can probably spot opportunities for automation either for yourself I would talk personal automation or for you as an organization big mm-hmm. big scope i think there's so much opportunity there the savings from uh, helping people be more efficient. And my experience, like I'll just go on most people, most people worry about automation it's gonna put me out of a job. My experience is when I've done this for companies, is it, it Yeah, it frees them up. Most people are too busy just doing the head down day-to-day to actually add true value to a company. When we've automated, we've seen people able to actually add true value to the business. So I'll oh, give advice and understand what's going on and make decisions. They couldn't have before; they were just too busy doing mundane work. And that's really my message, both on automation and on AI. People get worried about this; It's going to affect their jobs. That's going to change the jobs. You're able yep. to commit, contribute more. And Mike's with any of them, any sort of big system around the power platform, where added integrations and automations. They don't shed staff. They get more. They get better. They get more responsive. Um, a couple of the customers I worked with before COVID, I don't think. Know what they were like before. They would have really struggled through COVID. Both of those clients I work with really blossomed because they were able to react. They were able to be do more mm-hmm. with less. They were able to cope with people not being in the office because we'd automated a lot.
0: Yeah. Okay. No, that no, that's no, that's, a, that's a really that's a really great point, Julian. Mm-hmm. To yeah, to to really hit on is is all of all of this automation isn't isn't uh evolving you out of a job. It's it's really bringing like you said, bringing more value and and almost um you know I think you know get making you you as a IT professional more valuable to your organization yeah. than being seen as a as an expense. Because you you have rather than being like you said heads down sense, developing yeah. and things like that. Now you can now you can think outside the box. You can do things mm-hmm. you know you can you can get ideas that are going to provide more value because you're freed up with all this automation. And then you can really expand that automation beyond what it's doing today to, to bring more, again, more value. It should be a continuous kind of like that snowball rolling down a hill, picking up and just growing and growing and growing.
1: I I was working uh, last year with some Dynamics 365 Business Central developers. Dynamics 365 Business Central is a finance product. It's great for small, medium businesses. And they've traditionally had their own development environment. And we would, I, was, I did some training for them. And they were saying things that would take like two weeks in business central development. They could do it in a couple of days in PowerPoint. So that's the sort of thing. But they're still using their development skills. But they're now leveraged. They don't have, I always say about PowerPoints, when, you when you're building stuff in code, you're often building the plumbing, the access, the security, the control, mm-hmm. the import and export. Platform does all that for you. and allows you to focus on adding true value. Both in low code and no code, and, and code first approaches. Uh, and I think again, it, it frees you up because oh, we don't. I don't have to, I, as a developer, don't have to worry about security. Well, I do, but I know it's there, and I can just set it up. I don't need to. I once worked on a project. This is years and years ago. Before Microsoft said Microsoft, so six months, just designing this just designing the security setup. <laughs> Never mind implementing it. <laughs> that, that was not my most fun.
0: Yeah, that, that doesn't does sound like the, the most fun, but at least you were designing security into it, which, yeah. you know, that's a whole yeah. other discussion entirely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so way, yeah. <coughs> uh, there's uh, one
1: more I haven't mentioned, which is the solution yeah. architect. Oh, yeah. The PL600, which is an expert level certification. You have to have either the PL200 functional consultant or the power platform developer as a prerequisite. Um, and I was involved in the, developing that course originally, and I did the first B to teach of it, and updated it a few times since. And that's really, and that's interesting. You come if you're a Power Platform person, you come into that. I also get people who are like Azure solution architects or solution architects and other technology. Mm-hmm. They need to adopt the Power Platform within their organization. They need to understand its capabilities. Really reflects on limitations. And Again, we we talk a lot about Azure in that course. How do I integrate? How do I handle that? Parts which again, for a lot of Power Platform people, haven't done actually. It's new for them, or people coming from outside, they need to understand what Power Platform can do and how they manage a project, which is going to involve a bit of Power Platform. It's a great, it's a great course actually. It's it's actually quite different to most other Microsoft courses, in that we don't teach them the exam.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we teach we we basically teach people to be solution architects. We get them to change from being think being from doers into thinkers. It's really all group exercises and scenarios where you don't have all the information. What do you do? It's more true life. Mm-hmm. Some people hate it because they just want to be told the answers. But if you find <laughs> people uh, <clears throat> and understanding the trade-offs that you have as a solution architect, there's never, there's never one right answer. So right, yeah, and well, yeah, that's the that, 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 that's, yeah.
0: that's the toughest that's the toughest thing about any of those solution architect courses is 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 there so many different directions that you can take and yeah. trying to teach to you know to an exam is really doing everybody a disservice so uh, it's good well, to, well, we'll good to hear that, that direction
1: yeah we often say we can't hmm. teach best practice because best what's best practice now is not going to be best practice in three months time yeah because things have changed there's new features coming out of microsoft all the time uh, we've now got a thing called low code plugins which are ability to write uh using PowerFX formulas, which are like Excel like formulas, to actually write business logic into transactions without writing code. Previously we had to write C sharp code for that. Mm-hmm. I can now do it with uh, with some Excel-like formulas.
0: Very nice. Cool. Oh, don't just be released. <laughs> Very cool. <Yeah. clears throat> so for um so that's so Around around all of those different options and everything that we have for Power Platform, you, you did mention that you have a have a Power Platform book or Bible, so to speak, yeah. out there. Uh, what are some other uh, recommendations you have and resources uh, that you can share with uh, with the audience to get uh, to get a good start in Power Platform?
1: Yeah. I mentioned Power Platform communities. Yeah. Uh... You, probably, you, you and I have probably been involved in multiple technical communities over the years. I mm-hmm. was involved in one prior to Microsoft, another technology. I've attend, I used to attend some Microsoft Cloud sessions. But the Power Platform community is really, it's, I think, one of the most open. There's lots of uh, community groups all over the world. Uh, we have a number in the UK. So we've got we've got about five or six different chapters in the UK covering different cities. And it's the same, I know, in the US. the different things events going on all over the world We also have things like uh, summits so we have what we have the Scottish Summit uh, next one i'll we have one in yeah, it's got, there's one in Scotland there's, there's one in the Nordic summit which was in Denmark this year it'll be not it'll be in Norway and Oslo next later this year because you in. Um, so there's, there's a power platform there's a Microsoft are organizing a summit which I think is in Vegas in the summer. I don't think we're going to make that one. So, but just look out for your local user groups. Uh, mm-hmm. I know they have lots, some of them have three to four, five meetings a year, just go along and attend. And, and normally there's like one or two people talk about their experiences. And some mm-hmm. of the best ones I've been to is where, somebody comes in, this is what we've done in our company. Mm-hmm. This is how we used it in it. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. And even I, I learned, I learned a lot from those. So find a, a Power Platform community, um, there's also Power Platform Community, online community as well. Uh, there's also the Microsoft Learn Rooms. You, you're involved in those, aren't you? Oh,
0: yes. Well. Yep, yep. Yeah, so yes, I've got Microsoft, Microsoft Learn room. Rooms. Yeah, join the rooms. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I'm going to make sure to put a link to the form to join the rooms. Yeah, and yeah, you have a Power Platform one there.
1: Yeah, I have a learning room similar to you. I focus on Power Platform. And every now and again, I run a study group. Where we pick a cert, I'm probably the maybe the app maker next. I've done different ones over the last few years, and we'll do like ten to twelve weeks, twice a week for an hour, and we'll just go through the cert. We'll go through what you need to know. So, yeah, and there's also four or five other people who've got learning rooms on the Power Platform. So, if, okay. if you want, if you're starting your search, that's a really good place to go. Yep. Uh, as well as and, and but for more widely, I try to do, attend a community event. Uh, Just go on. Typically, the we have ours in the evenings, two or three hours. There's always some food, hopefully provided. Uh, So, if I want a city near you, and go ahead. I I like to go and attend them as well if I can. Uh, And just to open up your eyes, think about what might I want to do with this.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, like you said, yeah, you get people from like businesses that have actually applied this in a lot of those user groups that you know that give you. Like you said, to open your eyes, you get a yeah. get a wider perspective and things like that. Yeah. So I,
1: uh, I, I, I trained, yeah, I trained some people in Sweden. It must be a couple of years now. And while I was in Sweden training, they were actually the Stockholm um, group had a meeting. So they they found out I was in in the city, and invited me to come along and speak. So I did, uh, but I also brought a couple of the people who were on the course with me. They were learning. You know, it was, it was, we're talking Power BI, it's training Power BI. Mm-hmm. So I brought them along, and it really opened their eyes. They One of those guys now is the power platform advocate within that organization, and he now is involved in community events. And he's just a young, young lad who's decided, this is something I can do. It interests me, and it's really opened up his careers. Uh, and we see this over and over again with people getting involved in the community, becoming an MVP, perhaps. Again, a lot of the MVPs on the Power Platform side are not highly technical, but they're very community driven. Mm-hmm. Uh, provide a lot of output, maybe quite a few of them do videos explaining how they use it, uh, and yeah, the, the yeah community events, learning rooms, using yeah. Microsoft Learn, which you have probably you've covered. there's there's lots of information
0: out there yeah microsoft learn all yeah all that Uh, yeah and i'll i'll put some i generally put some links with uh with the episode around around certain things so uh so we'll um We'll kind of circle back with you on some good you know we'll find some good learning good groups but i also also put the learning learning room uh is a good place to start because it gives you access to people like julian or myself to ask us questions on teams and then we can say hey you know hey you know if, if you're int- if you hey i'm in you know the us and michigan what's a good power platform group we can well we yeah, can probably totally direct right, you yeah. to the right place to go so uh yeah, well, so no, I appreciate I appreciate it. I'm sure we could talk hours and hours on Power Platform as as us as trainers and and, mm-hmm. uh, and community leaders. We we tend to love to talk. So <laughs> but uh, but yeah. we're gonna have to bring this no, up bring show this show, episode buddy. to a close. But well, like I said, Julian, I'd love to have you back to talk right. more about power platform integration and integration with dynamics and yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, thank you very much, I Julian. Was- I appreciate your time. And everybody, uh, you know, hope you enjoy this episode. Please subscribe to stay up to date to uh, to all upcoming episodes. And until next time, always be learning and skill up like a superhero. Thank you.
1: Good advice.